This is Sage Talking. If your brain is ready to soak up some natural, informative, and no BS knowledge, then you're in the right place. Join me in talks about nature, people, health, sustainable businesses, and everything in between. You won't miss out on the occasional politics and interviews with ecopreneurs either. P.S. I want to know what you want to know. So send in questions or topic requests on my IG at thrive underscore by nature. Hey, and thank you for being here. My name is Carl and I am the co-founder of Curve, a social network reimagined. We launched our beta version, so in testing in February with 100 selected activists, creatives, content creators, and we're now starting to build out from that 100 and in doing so take on the world of social media. Can we do it differently, do it better? than how it's been before, which is quite frankly, not been good enough. How was the idea born? What is your story with maybe change making in general? And how does that correlate to what you do now with Curve? Yeah, so my background is quite different, uh, I suppose, and quite varied. So I started my career as an actor I trained at a place called the Guildhall School of Music and Drama, which was just wonderful, uh, with the most amazing teachers, and went on to work as an actor for like three years or so. Um, did predominantly theatre, predominantly Shakespeare. Uh, I was on the Olivier stage at the National Theatre here in London. Um, European tour of Macbeth. Like it was, it was going pretty well. But I learned also pretty quickly that it wasn't the career for me solely because you have to be totally self-obsessed um <laughs> it, it really is this kind of and it felt like it, it like the culture of acting i it felt for me anyway was very much like look at me and that didn't really it didn't roll with me like it didn't feel natural to me i wanted to do something that felt like i was making a difference and so what i started doing was performing through the night but through the day Uh, I started working with an initiative set up by the Metropolitan Police here in London called Growing Against Gangs and Violence. And our role, our job was to try and help young people who were part of gangs or on the verge of joining gangs step away from them safely uh, and to continue then into a more positive mindset and life. That was kind of my first move into trying to do something with purpose and with meaning. And I learned so much from that experience that has then led, I think played a big role actually in, in leading to what I am doing now. That's incredible. That's actually such, like I love hearing the stories of, of people, especially, I mean, this is all centering around, you know, climate and environmental and social issues, but it's really so crazy how people, you know, came to this, into this space from so many different places that you would never think. And that's definitely like, that's so incredible. That would probably your time there would have been an entire own podcast in itself, that story. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really interesting. How did you get the idea of Curve? How did you think, okay, I want to be part? Um, because I mean, Curve is very focused on social and like, Uh, environmental issues so how did that kind of come from 
gang and uh, that violence and what you did there first. How did you get to, you know, environmental climate issues? So a lot of my background uh, has been focused on communication, how you communicate a message effectively. And so from the gang work and from working as an actor, I ended up going into more sort of behavioral science, behavioral psychology, and specifically focused on the way that you communicate, the impact that can have on someone else, whether that be the way that you physically hold yourself, the way you use certain language, uh, the way that you communicate your message just more broadly and generally. And that world of communication is then really interesting when it comes to big, major and important topics such as climate justice or social justice of any type. The, the challenge that I saw, the problem that, that we saw actually, was one in which you had these incredible young people who had really important messages to share and indeed were actually sharing them in a really powerful and poignant way. But there was no real direct connection between them, that message, and hitting a, a mainstream mass media, big, bold scale, you know, like the scale that we really need to make a difference, a meaningful difference in these spaces. And so that problem is something that became a real obsession for us. But actually, weirdly, where this came from was actually more focused on personal development. So Curve has actually lived in a couple of different worlds. The first world that it lived in was one in which we created an app which helped you take action for yourself. So how can I boost my own confidence? How can I communicate more effectively? How can I be more assertive? Those kind of things, or be more productive is another example. And what we would do is we would sort of share these cool little bite-sized videos that gave you one specific thing, action that you could go and do to make a difference in that space. Now, in building that app and going through that experience, we learned very quickly that actually people were interested in personal development, but actually doing personal development was a whole different sort of uh, issue or challenge. And furthermore from that, people were just as interested or if not more interested in the role they can play in making a difference on a societal level or on a climate or environmental level more globally. And that became a really interesting challenge again on, on like, well, what are the actions there? How can we meaningfully and at scale drive action in those spaces? And so it's all of those big problems combined with the communications background that I think led to what became Curve as we know it today. Yeah, and I, I think that really communication, I mean, is one of the most important things here. I see it all the time because especially these issues and topics, they have to be communicated um, very in a, in a very smart way, in a very sensitive way, because this issue um, and, and all of these topics, they've been, you know, corrupted, they've been uh, underexposed, they've been whatever, they've been mishandled so many so many times that people you know if you want to communicate about these topics you sometimes have to be especially you know sensitive about it and especially smart about it which can be a, a really you know huge task so 
with Curve, could you like describe to us and, and tell us why and what in particular is um, the are the main differences to like mainstream social media um, apps and why also everybody should join? And I'm saying they're totally unbiased, of course. <laughs> um, but what are like the main um, differences to the mainstream social media apps? Yeah, so the, the first thing really has to come down to ethics. Um, other social networks, if you check out like their values, they all make sense broadly, but they don't really stick to them, nor are they driven uh, to stick to them either. Their revenue models are built on controversy. They want misinformation. They need misinformation. They need fake accounts. They need abuse because all of those things actually drive up engagement on these platforms, which then leads to you seeing more ads. The whole system is flawed. What's powerful about Curve is that we're set, setting ourselves up a way, in a way in which it means that ethics and being ethical is absolutely key to why you join Curve in the first place and is built into the mechanism, into the model from a revenue perspective, but also in the designs. Now, because of that, it means that you can join something and in fact, join Curve to actually be a part of something that genuinely aligns with you and your values, which it might seem like, oh no, Instagram does that, doesn't it? But it really, really doesn't. It's a dangerous beast. The second thing is around misinformation in itself as well. So as most of the world knows, misinformation has become perhaps one of the biggest issues and challenges of, our, of these days or of today. We are combating that and we're focusing on how to come on combating that on the long term. But even in the short term, we've already got a source system in which every single post that you see on post or see on curve has the opportunity to link a source on where you've got that information from. And if you don't add a source, which is appropriate to a lot of content in which it is just surely, surely um, just your opinion, uh, the the thing you can do is request a source for those moments in which perhaps information, stats, facts have been shared. You can then quite openly and nicely ask for where that information has come from. That might seem like a small detail, but actually with that being ingrained in the designs could have a real big shift as we get bigger and, and scale. The other thing is around action. So on social media today, like take Instagram, you might see a post that is driving you to sign a petition or get involved in something in particular that speaks to you and your passions. Now, for you to go and get involved in that thing, what you most likely have to do is watch that post or, or look at that post, read the caption, then click on that profile. From that profile, probably click on a link tree. And then from the link tree, you then need to then click on the, the specific part that they want you to click on, which is sometimes there and weirdly, sometimes not. Uh, and, and then there you go. Then you've arrived at said destination. Now that there, you lose a huge amount of potential action, positive action that could have been so, um, so much more powerful if the designs were put in play to enable that petition signing or whatever it might be to be a part of that post. 
Now with Curve, the way that we've set it up is that you can add an action directly to your post. So if you're talking about a specific thing, you can link directly into that thing on that post itself, making that transition from post to purpose, to action, to doing much more seamless. Um, third, thirdly, amongst that as well is the community that we've built already. So we're only small, you know, there's not many of us. Stella, you're one of the wonderful people that is a part of it. But and happy to be. <laughs> yeah, and you love having um, But the other thing, of course, is that there is, this is a wonderful community of people that are driven by wanting to make a difference and be a part of the change and be positive and, 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 and yeah, be, do something of value with their content. And that in itself is really quite powerful and is the beginnings, the foundations of what we're doing. And effectively, we are building around that community like it, it's this community that is helping shape and guide what we become and where we're going because the the powerful thing about joining curve right now is that we're we're in like we're in development mode like we're we're complete we're building the features like literally right now we're, we're only part way through this experience through this process and so by joining now you help us make the right decisions the right calls on what social media needs to be moving forward uh which i think is another i think kind of cool reason to to come and be a part of the journey from today yeah i think um also one um yeah for me very good reason as well i mean i didn't know that at the beginning but now you know that i've used curve i i really would encourage people just the experience is so radically different from any other social media platform that i know and for example like for me i go to curve for a reason you know i don't go Uh, onto the app for just you know mindless things that will like clutter my brain and make me feel stressed although I've done nothing that look at like a few pictures or posts that have like on other platforms nothing to do with each other like you go to a for you page or a search page on other platforms and there's like next to news about the about um, horrific war crimes there's a what I eat in a day in a fashion hall and beneath it there's something else and you're like like all of this doesn't have anything to do with each other it's far too much and like I'm stressed out by just looking at it and I'm not really doing anything productive here and although I don't want to be one of those people I as well do mindless scrolling and I do mindless things there and, and, and after a while I just shut it off and I feel like like this was so dumb I could have done something so much better with my time but with Curve like I purposefully post something on there and then I sometimes pick like three um, three actions that I will take, um, or I will read a post and then consciously, you know, click on the source, read through that, pick three things, and then log off again. And then I've really taken in information. I've maybe signed a petition um, because I've pressed like the act button um, on a post where there was like a, a petition for clean water, whatever it was. I read maybe something about a fossil fuel treaty and I had, you know, some real information that where I read an entire article about that and I really know now what this post was about. On other platforms, I have a feeling you, you, you know, you skip so many things. You skip from one post and another story and over three headlines but at the end at the end I couldn't really recall what those three things really were about which I really don't like so for curve I feel more like 
when I'm done with Curve, I'm done with Curve. And then I have a purpose the next day to go back on the app and do something productive there. And that's if, like a way that I have never navigated around other platforms ever. So having that experience is really, really interesting and very different. I mean, you can only... Uh, you know, you have to do it. You have to check out Curve to really know what I'm talking about. But that's just my experience. Ah, Stella, that's lovely. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you've created something really interesting. And it's just not just in what you're seeing, but you can really feel the difference. It doesn't have this weirdly toxic, addictive, uh, you know, feeling to it. I've also talked to this um, about this uh, to Maria, who is another one of the hundred. I know you know her really well. She's also doing so many great things. We talked about this as well, that this weirdly, you know, toxic, addictive quality that social media platforms have are really so damaging and we don't even, you know, realize it often. It's true. Yeah. And a lot of the, the issues surrounding social media are almost subconscious, you know, like they and, and when you think about it properly, like it makes perfect sense. Right. We're spending three, four, some people four and a half hours or plus on social media every day. Um, and the, the younger you go, like Generation Z, effectively 18, 19 years old or, or even younger than that, the, the more time you're spending on these platforms. Think about like the, the mindset that comes out of that, the, the potential as well that comes out of that. If you could turn those hours into something that felt more productive, and more meaningful and focused on things that could make the world a better place, like how wonderful that could be. Simultaneously, this aspect of, of the story that we have to get right in which we can't just be an echo chamber for people that are interested in these worlds. We have to design and develop something here which can speak to a bold and mass audience. Uh, and that in itself is something that we're also focused on and powerfully takes us down the route toward movements. So we, we don't yet have the feature of movements in place yet, but it's coming soon, Stella, it's coming soon. Um, yeah, and... there, there are like updates all the time. I was like, I mean, you told us at the, at the beginning there would always be a new version, but I was like, these guys are really working on the newest, better version. There was like something new all the time. And I was like, wow, like that must be a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, but our poor dev team, which is tiny, by the way, um, are doing wonderful things. Uh, they're amazing. But yeah, it's, what we're doing next is we're building in this community aspect to the platform in which at the moment, social media is all about chasing likes and chasing follows, which is having a real negative effect on our own mental health, but also just on the way that we think about content and what it's for, which doesn't seem right. So instead, what we're focusing on is can you can can we as individuals start a movement or a community which is focused on doing something that, that is productive and brings people together and then that movement then becomes a shared space and which isn't something that you per se own but in something that we together can help drive raise awareness about and drive actions from as a community and that there i think is something that is really quite powerful we, we hope it will be and the, the vision for this as well we think kind of combines all of the best parts of, of what you want from social media but removes all the bad stuff at the same time yeah um and i mean obviously in order to build a platform like that that is so radically different 
you had to have looked at other social media platforms and said, what do we not want at all? Um, so what are maybe some of the lesser known, really negative facts about the mainstream social media that you would like people to be aware of when they're using these platforms? So one area, really good questions, that a great question. Um, one area which is of particular interest to us is echo chambers or polarization. Now, echo chambers are effectively when you tell the algorithm that you're interested in a particular area, a particular subject, and then the algorithm then gives you more and more of those things. And what ends up happening is you end up getting taken to more and more extremist versions of that idea. And then that ends up becoming your world, your hub, your echo chamber. And then what you have is, is the world effectively, but at the same time, the person who sat opposite you at a dinner table, for example, in their own echo chamber, in which they think and feel a certain way because of the content which is being fed to them through these algorithms. This then causes this quite dangerous divide in which you really think or feel one way and you cannot see the other side of the story. Now that is happening across the board on many different social networks. Uh, and in doing so, it's dividing, it's dividing nations. It's dividing us as families. It's dividing us uh, as communities. Not only that, it also means that you get a very siloed version of the world. Um, now, we want to do something about that because the power for us is that these conversations shouldn't be happening on, in, in our own niche communities. Instead, what we need to do is build an experience in which you can bring a huge variety and diversity and diverse, sorry, opinion and voice to a stage in which lots of people and lots of different types of people can then get access to that information. What we have to do is create an experience in which you you get you get basically the 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 real the, the content from around the world which is driving positive productive actions across a broad range of areas and bring that to a mass audience. Uh, that's the, the kind of quite complex and nuanced but also very bold ambition behind Curve is to achieve that, to do almost the anti-echo chamber, which you might find on TikTok right now. Yeah, I think that is so great that you uh, mentioned that because that is so scary to me because if you, like some people might be listening to this and think, you know, yeah, you're, you know, exaggerating, it's not that bad. But this is one of these things that you don't realize all the time. But as you said, I, you know, if you take... Like, this could be uh, something, you know, any listener you can do right now, you know, pick up, you know, four of your friends' phones, put up, like, for example, pull up Instagram, put, look at the For You page, and then see, look, compare the four For You pages, and there will be completely different content on these pages, and there's actually, I mean, what you're being fed there every single day can have 
you know, and be, be with all the misinformation out there can actually, you know, change people's or shape people's political views, views of the world, views of um, social issues, racial issues, and um, things like that. And that's so dangerous. I mean, even if five people or 10 people get fed the exact same information every day, they will have differing opinions. But if you give these f five people, you know, completely different information every day you know at the end like everybody is going to have a completely different opinion about these important issues that you really have to be as well united on I mean there are some issues that are just you know there are facts and then there's misinformation out there and kind of creating as you said you know everybody creating an own world of news and information where maybe half or even more is just misinformation and completely false with not backed up with any real sources or created by whomever that really has no uh you know no right or or no qualification to put that information out there is so dangerous you know in shaping people's view of the world and then creating this worldview uh tailored to a certain person and maybe even just affirming their their wrong beliefs or maybe just affirming their right beliefs and that keeps kind of your horizon very small you know just to continue confirming your own views and beliefs is really really damaging so i love that you said that and that is really you know it's it's pretty scary and i think it it's something that needs to be addressed so if somebody's listening to this pull up four for you pages and look at them and then see for yourself because it really is crazy yeah it's true and and what's just as crazy is that these big corporations they know they know this is going on but they're not doing anything about it because it would hit their bottom line. We have to ingrain it into what we're doing and someone has to do it. We, we, we cannot keep accepting that the way social media is, is just the way social media is. Let's just go with it. It has, it's having such a big effect on our lives and it's becoming more and more a part of our lives. It's not going the other way around. And beyond that, social media is soon to become the metaverse. You know, at the moment, uh, we, you know, it's an app on our phone. Cool. OK, where this is going, though, is that it's going to become ingrained in every aspect of your life. And so we think it's bad now. It's getting worse. We need to do something about it. And that's why <laughs> Curve exists. Yeah. Well, I'm, it's always, you know, somebody always has to start and somebody like, even if you think, oh my God, there's so many social media platforms out there. All of them are so established. They have so many followers. Like there's always good if there's an opposition because no matter how small it still is now, it has to be there in order to grow. You have to start somewhere. So I'm definitely very thankful that you and your entire team who is working on this is doing it. And obviously, I'm going to leave the link down below because now, as you said, it's open uh, to people to check out the app as well. Um, but maybe on a more personal note, how is the like the news these days, the climate crisis, wars, all these news affecting you like mentally or maybe even in your everyday life what are what are your feelings at the moment uh, it's kind of like i don't did you go to a cop stella 
No, I sadly I did not. I don't even know if I could have managed. Yeah. Uh, but no. So I mean, that was a, a a real defining moment because I'm naturally quite optimistic. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm like I'm I'm keen to always do, and that is never going to change. But what was quite hard hitting was coming back from COP. There was this sense of we we can't rely on anyone else. We, we have to go and do this. We have to make it happen. Uh, and, and I'm speaking as a, a dad as well. I have two young children, um, three years old and 18 months old. And, you know, it's scary to think of the world that they're about to go into. And, and, and even scarier that right now we're just living our lives and not really you know, it's not really ingrained in everything we do, you know, like it feels like it should be on the news every single day, but it's never there. And so that I find um, infuriating, firstly, uh, disheartening as well, but also be beyond that, um, and this came through from COP as, as well as other scenarios, this real proactive desire to be a part of the difference and not keep sitting on the sidelines. Um, and what's really powerful is through Curve, I'm able to connect with some of the most incredible young people like yourself, Stella, that are really standing up and, and wanting to raise, raise their voices and raise um, and shine a light on the topics that matter and to do so with positivity and to do so with optimism and to do so with, with actions at the heart of it. And what's powerful there in this kind of more productive mindset is, well, how powerful then that we can build something which enables those movements to reach more people. And so that that's kind of where that stem from it. And it, and it plays a, a part of, of my own day-to-day -day life because I'm obsessed with this thing. Uh, it's, it's like my third child. Um, and, and so it, it plays a, a really, like, I'm thinking about it all of the time because of that. But it also comes to home very much so um, when I think about my kids and, and the world that they're going into. Yeah, that was actually um, going to be another question because I think this, this, is, this has to be a conversation as well that is um, even more than the statistics it has to be an emotional conversation, you know? I mean, it's always like people talk of climate change and climate crisis, which is much more accurate in, in my eyes. But, but like, there's not enough talk as well about, you know, life and nature and, you know, life on this planet. It's, it's a crisis in nature. It's, it's a crisis in society. It's a crisis of mental health. This is really an all-encompassing crisis like every single issue we have on this planet uh, like the cl the climate crisis is right in the middle and it's so overwhelming and especially as you said you know if you have children I think probably for anybody this is a point where you you know you look at this little person and you think you know wow I'm, I'm responsible for this life I have created and then I think any parent nowadays should be very aware and should be doing, you know, something to say, okay, I mean, this is not just 
maybe I don't care about my neighbor, but I care about my, you know, I care about my children. Maybe you don't even care about your community, but the, your own children, you should care about their futures. You should care about how their lives are going to put play out and are going to be affected so I think it's really important to also you know just integrate emotion into these conversations because it is indeed very emotional absolutely it so is and, and if you remove the emotional story connected to climate justice you remove the desire for people to want to get involved and and play their part and so we absolutely we, we have to lean in we have to jump in on that and use that energy that emotive energy to help us drive change meaningfully the other side of it though of course is for me personally uh despair or uh scaremongering is something that whilst it it feels like well we ha we have to it can it can be divisive and 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 perhaps slow us down so we, we have to make sure that we channel those emotions into something that feels like something community-based and positive that this is something that you can do and in the doing you can feel like you're a part of something special yeah yeah definitely the point that you made you know that you know fear-mongering and putting all these scary news out there like Yes, on the one hand, it's just the fact those things that are happening are really scary and really huge. And some of these things uh, will be and are already completely out of our hands. But, but as you said, this also too much of that will definitely slow us down. I mean, even me or many other people I talk to, even us who are so aware and who want to do something and, you know, be an active part in turning this thing around and changing things, even myself and many other people this fear slows me down because it's so overwhelming and it's so uncomfortable you know I mean fear the natural response to fear is like you want to get away from whatever makes you feel that way and this is exactly this thing this is what stops us often from leaning into this completely as you said before and you know being part of this huge movement because there's fear involved and naturally it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel comfortable and it's it can be a huge step outside your comfort zone um so yeah that's definitely you know the way how you channel this which is also a good thing on curve uh is you have you know, you can do something with what you're seeing. And it's, you know, if you're following a lot of doomsday accounts, uh, then you're going to be in this echo chamber of doomsday visions and feelings and emotions. But on something like, like Curve, maybe it will give people as well a chance to see different things. I mean, I think the, the last thing was people posted, you know, their, their favorite places are the most beautiful places on earth. And that's, you know, this opposition, this something else, if you see the positive actions people are driving, if somebody's building a community and saying, hey, come join us, this is going to be really fun. Um, that is something that gives this opposite to this feeling of fear and not being able to do anything. Yeah, exactly. So, so true. Um, and, and it's through that positivity, if we can really hone that experience that others will go hey yeah i want to be a part of this movement too that otherwise perhaps wouldn't have been and yeah. that's, that's where the real power lies and and also the power of us coming together instead of us all and there's a lot of this right in which we're all fighting the same fight but we're all doing it in our own roles. 
uh, as opposed to trying to build something in which we can all do it all together as one big, bold, ambitious family and community. And that yeah. also helps sort of shape what Curve will hopefully be and become. Yeah. Now, a question that really interests me is because obviously technology is, is a big focus for you, but do you ever like just unplug from technology? Do you ever just say, no, not today? Like, I don't want to look at anything. I don't want to work on my phone or on my laptop because I mean, there are some people maybe like a gardener, you know, technology is not necessarily part of their everyday uh, life, but yours, like, how do you unplug? Do you ever just say not today? <laughs> um, not as much as I should. Uh, it's definitely one of my faults. Um, however, you you raise a really important point. Like we we have we have to step away to to sort of remind ourselves of the world that isn't you know with within that small little black thing that you hold in your foot in your hand. Um, do do I do it enough? No, I don't. <laughs> when when I do do it, do I appreciate it? Absolutely. Um, you know what, what I've, I've recently started doing, and it, this is going to seem like a small thing, but it's, it's a little detail of my life right now is, um, I've, my, my kids, both my kids go to nursery and, you know, there's a, there's a short walk and there's two versions of that walk. There's a, there's, there's a quick walk or there's a slightly longer walk, but it takes you through this nice park and it feels a bit more natural and nice and calming. And what I found is that I've recently been doing a lot of the quick walk stuck to my phone sending messages uh voice notes to people replying to emails getting to nursery picking up the kids and then going going back home and and then tr you know trying to get them into bed etc etc and the stuff that the night unravels on itself very quickly um and then there's another version of it in which i actively say no like put your phone away now walk to nursery enjoy just a moment and then pick up the kids and then you carry on What's interesting is the difference in who I am as a person and as a dad, depending on the type of walk that I do. When I when I walk hand hand like eye to phone, quick walk, I I, I have a shorter temper. I have uh, less um, sort of I, I, I'm, I'm less open to, to start conversations or, or to, to raise laughter with, with my own children. Um, I'm more conscious of, of, of like times and just trying to keep to time. Whereas when I take the nice gentler walk without my phone, I suddenly feel so much more like, okay, I've given my brain a moment to switch off and therefore to be present with my children. And, and the moment you forget how important that is, is the moment that I know I've gone too far and I've got it wrong. The balance isn't right. Um, and so I've been a, making a real conscious choice to make sure that every day, I have those moments to make sure that I can genuinely come back into the present uh, because phones can often take us out of it. Yeah, definitely. And that's like really nice, you know, that you as well think about something like this and are aware of it because, I mean, obviously you can't always do everything best in life you know sometimes you catch yourself doing things that are maybe not that great for you or your life and you can't always like 
avoid that. But at the end of the day, as long as you're aware of it and say, no, I'm actively going to do it differently, you know, that's all that counts. And that's really, you know, this walk, even in this culture of productivity, where some people think, okay, I can get something done during this walk. But what you're actually doing is, you know, only half of your mind is with that task because you're still walking, not trying to bump into people or get run over by a car. <laughs> you're like <laughs> actually just doing this half, whereas you're, you know, you would be, your brain is much more calm and your day is much more enjoyable. If you say right now I'm doing this, I'm walking through a green space, your entire day will be much different. And later you can be much more, you know, productive in whatever it is you're doing because you've had this step back and said, now is now I'm taking the time to walk, to look, to smell, to laugh, talk, whatever and later I will be going back to whatever it is that you know is maybe high on my priority list but that's really lovely thank you for sharing um so maybe my last question is to end this on a really you know positive note what are you know some things right now that you're saying this is this is looking good this is something inspiring this is good news i've heard or just something nice in your life that you can share oh that's how lovely um <laughs> this is curve related but it's it feels very positive and, and of course curve is positive in itself just yesterday i found out that i'm going to be sitting on a panel talking about climate the, the connection between climate change or climate action climate justice and social media i'm going to be sitting on that panel uh with to to be confirmed but a, and a fantastic group of people in davos uh for the world economic forum um wow that's is, really some news <laughs> yeah so that that's exciting um so that was that was the first thing that popped into my head but other than that um, we we got some new books recently. Um, my eldest daughter, who's three, she loves books, uh, and so every day we must read like at least three, maybe four books. I mean, they're they're not that big, obviously, but she she'll she'll take every moment she can to read, and I'm excited to read the new books because we've been reading the same books for a long time now. Um, so that's also something that's positive. Uh, that's happened yeah, to me that's awesome. the last 24 I mean, hours. The, the world of books should just be just as important as the world of social media. I mean, books is where it all started. Information, reading about things, maybe looking at pictures. So definitely, it's very, very good to hear that, you know, kids as well. You know, books should always come first. Never give a kid a phone before they've seen a book. I think this should be a very general rule. So yes. that's lovely. Of course, who doesn't love books? Uh, can I ask the same question of you? What is something positive I'm looking forward to? Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, yes, that's very lovely to be asked in my own podcast. Um, something I'm looking forward to right now. Well, I am definitely... Uh, I just heard um, that my podcast um, was selected for Earth Day on the 22nd um, to be featured in a playlist. Um, 
like that are environmental theme podcasts and I mean I've only been doing it for a few months and sometimes I think that not that many people are listening so I was very surprised by that and um, very very happy to hear so that was something great and um, yeah I'm, I'm just looking forward to maybe in the next week to be visiting a friend um, and to be doing a lot of long walks through nature and also just uh, challenging myself to put my phone away completely not look mm -hmm. at anything not answer anything and just you know be in nature and do something that is just an in the moment living oh i love that and congratulations on the podcast as well thank you thank you so much um so i'm i'm so glad uh you came onto the podcast it was very lovely talking to you and um i am really excited you know um the different things that are going to come up with um curve and uh, I hope really that some people you know I'm going to be sh continually sharing it with my friends and other people as well and invite them to check out curve and um, it's going to be linked down below as well and I encourage everybody to check it out and thank you for sharing everything the the curve stuff and the personal stuff it was all it was a very nice talk well likewise and thank you so much for having me Thank you everybody for tuning into this episode. I really hope that this made you want to check out Curve. It is definitely a very radically different experience. It is on link down below as well. You can always ask the Curve team if you have any questions. Um, so just check it out. Check out the website um, and I hope to see you on Curve. Thank you for listening. See you next episode. Bye.